Welcome to the Elijah Fire Podcast, where we jump into issues of today with faith and freedom instead of fear. And now here's your host, Jeff Tharp. Hey, Merry Christmas, everybody. I am your guest host today. My name is Kelsey O'Malley. I am filling in for Jeff Tharp, and I am so excited for today's Christmas special. We have my best friend on today, Christina Baker. And guys, she is going to be praying and releasing all of the amazing things that God's put inside of her. She's such a gift to all of us, and it's an honor to be with her today. But before I bring her on, um, first I want to say, have you guys all found the cat in the promo in the opening? Because Jeff said twice he put his cat in there. I've only found one place where the cat is. So you can go ahead and put a spoiler in the chat for me, if you found both places, the cat, Lulu, where Lulu is, because I can't find the other Lulu. I can only find one Lulu. So that's a side note. So if you know where both Lulus are, please let me know. And so without further ado, I want to bring on Christina because guys, we we kind of have to wrap at an hour today because we're filming again. And I know my clock back there says today is the 14th, but Really, today is a pre-recorded episode, and it's going to be airing on December 21st. So today for you is December 21st, so close to Christmas. So let's bring on Christina Baker. <laughs> that oh, that was, awesome. was so cute. <laughs> I know. I was like, how <laughs> Jeff okay. made some awesome things. <laughs> he's he's amazing. It's like a little kids movie. Like you would think that would be like the intro to like a, a Disney like character movie. That was so good, Jeff. <laughs> was awesome. awesome. Welcome, Christina. I'm so excited oh, to I'm have excited. you. I know I there's a lot, a lot for us to get into today. And you know, guys, we're really we talk all the time. Um, Christina is a gift to me and my family. Mm-hmm. Um, the Lord brought her into my life months ago. And I mean, friendships are like beautiful gifts. I mean, especially when they're from the Lord, when they're not from our own making, you know, when they come from the Lord, it's like, you know, it's God when he brings a friend into your life. So I'm so, I'm so honored to be with you today. I know we've been talking about this for a while. We need to do a show together. And next time we have to get Jeff on with us too. Yes. Oh my God. (laughs) So it can be all of us. That'll be a two hour special. (laughs) Exactly. But before uh, we get into what we're going to talk about today, um, would you just open up in prayer and, and let's see what the Lord, what the Lord has for us today. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, Father. Lord, we just thank you for your presence. We thank you that you are here with us. We thank you that you are with every person that's listening. Holy Spirit, we just say, have your way. We ask, Lord, that you would open up the heavens and pour out your spirit on us and on every person that is listening today. Lord, we just pray that you would speak. Kelsey and I just step to the side and we just say, Lord, speak, have your way. And we ask you, Lord, that you would just love on every single person, fill their hearts with comfort, fill their hearts with hope, and fill their hearts with vision for everything that you're going to do in the days ahead. We love you, Jesus. All of this is for you. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Amen. Well, in the days ahead, we're almost out of 2022. Can you believe it? Yeah. No, I can't. I mean, we just, it was just January. I know. It's Time amazing. Is moving quickly. And it's moving faster than it's ever moved before, which is something that the scriptures talk about, like 
everything that is happening right now is happening at an expedited rate. So it's like this feeling you, you're talking is you can talk to so many people right now that are like, gosh, what is it? The time seems to be going by quickly. And it's like, yeah, the scriptures told us that this would happen. So here yeah. we are. I know we're in it. We're living in it. It's amazing. What a, what a time to be alive and be part of all the things that the Lord is doing. And even during, you know, it's the end of the year and we're moving into a brand new year, 2023. And I, I think that we all want to always look to the Lord and say, okay, Lord, what are you doing for 2023? Yes. And especially for me and my family, because yes. I think what a lot of times what we do is we go, okay, what, what word do the prophets have for 2023? Yeah. Or yeah. we kind of, because we, as human beings, we desire to know like, God, yes. what, what are you doing? But I think in this time, if you really want to get close to the heart of God, ask him for you and your family, because we're all on different, like, I don't want to say levels, but different places with God. Yes. We're all and at different, different trajectories. Yes. yes. Different paths. And so yeah. when we take time to seek the Lord, you'll be amazed that if you ask him, he'll answer you. Yes. Immediately. Because he wants call, to give that. Yeah. If you call to him, he's going to listen. And so would you, what would you say about for, for 2023? Has God really been laying on your heart? Is there anything specific he's been speaking to you about? Yeah. yeah. Well, we talk about this a lot, Kelsey. It's there's an anticipation of what the Lord is doing right now. There's a momentum of like, you can feel that the, we're in this period of like, we've gone through several different waves of different things over the last two and a half years. And it's almost like the tide is pulling back and God is getting ready to move and bring a new wave of his spirit that we've never seen before. And I feel that there's been this kind of what we may call a pulling back where the Lord has been, it's been kind of quiet for some in, in this season. We just, but I do feel like the Lord is now that pulling back is a momentum he's, he's bringing because we're going to see things in 2023 that we've been praying about things that we've been expecting things that um, I just feel like, even though we're all on different paths, we're all going to see the move of his spirit in 2023, like never before. Yeah, but what does that been... personally mean for every person? Like that's like you were saying about family. Like, what does that mean for, as for me in my house, what does mm -hmm. that look like for me in my house? And I think that that's something that there's an invitation from the Lord to come into that place. Like you said, of like, God, what does this mean for me personally? What do you yeah. want to do in my life and in my marriage and my children and my family? What do you want to do Lord? The time of preparation that's been happening within us. And I think all of us on here can all agree that there has been a, a refining. Mm -hmm. There has been a preparation. And it's, you know, a lot of people like to say, well, I'm a prepper. And so, yeah. you know, they, you think of automatically, you think, well, they're storing up food and they're doing this, but <laughs> yeah. we need to be preppers in the spirit. Yes. And and yes. the Holy Spirit that. is leading us to prep because it's not yeah. like we can even do it on our own anyways. Without the Holy Spirit, I mean, we're laboring in vain if we do it without him. There's going to be no fruit in our lives. But when we 
sit back and we say, okay, Lord, I see you're doing something in me. I see you're pulling me away. I see there, this is a really special time with you, you know, Holy Spirit, what are you doing? But this whole, I feel like this whole last year and even the year before, there's been such a preparation. Yes. And that preparation is always unto something. Yes. So what would it be unto? I feel like it, for all of the ages, the answer to that is always the same. And it's Jesus, Kelsey. It's preparation for the return of the Lord. It's preparation for the marriage of the lamb. You know, that's, I know that's something your heart beats for, for the body of Christ is preparing the body, preparing the body of Christ for the marriage of the lamb. But it just feels like in these days we can just, there's something of like, there's the wooing of of Jesus and the body of like, he's pulling us in and we're feeling that pulling that, you know, he's preparation, the preparation of the marriage of the lamb. It's like, there's a a pulling in where the Lord is like, I'm calling you unto myself. And something we've been talking about is like, if it's not about Jesus, if it's not about Jesus and him crucified, like, I don't want it. I want him. I want him. I want only him. And so I just had this picture of like, you know, John, the disciple, the apostle that Jesus loved. And that place that God is calling us into, into that place of intimacy with him, where no matter what's going on in the world around us, no matter all the huge things, our number one calling in this, in this life is intimacy with him and to know him. And as Paul said, oh, that I would know him in the power of his resurrection. And so for many, maybe somebody is listening to this right now and you felt like there's been a pulling away. Maybe you've been things that have been put on pause for you and you don't know what that is that's happening. Why maybe that job let you go or why maybe that relationship ended or why maybe that season in your life has ended. But really the Lord is calling you into a place of intimacy with him because he wants to reveal his secrets to you. And the secret of the Lord is with those that he's in covenant with. God wants to reveal secrets to you. He wants to reveal his heart to you and pull that wooing, that pulling you in, or he's pulling you in is him actually bringing you into this place of closeness with him. So it's maybe somebody needs to hear this. It's not a bad thing. That pulling away, or maybe that pause that you've taken in this season of your life is actually the Lord pulling you in because he wants to reveal vision and his secrets to you for the future. And I really feel like a lot of people are going through that, Kelsey. Mm-hmm. Well, let you can pray for them if you if you feel led to pray for those people who are really feeling yeah. that yeah. right now. Yeah, Father, we just thank you. We thank you for your presence. And we thank you, Lord, that when you call us into seasons, uh, Father, of rest and just that that divine pause. Lord, I pray that for every person that is listening to this, Lord, I pray that you would, Father, fill them with encouragement that whatever has come to an end or whatever season uh, has maybe taken a pause, Lord, I pray that you would give them vision for the future. That, Lord, that we would be as the disciple whom you love, that we would, Lord, rest on your chest and hear your heartbeat. And I thank you, Lord, right now that you are, bringing people into this place of intimacy that they've never experienced before, where they're going to experience your presence, your spirit with so much power 
with so much intimacy, God, that it's going to change the trajectory of their life. So we just pray right now for every person that has a question. I'm just seeing that right now. I'm just seeing a bunch of question marks of, God, what are you doing and why and how? Lord, I pray that you would remove that question mark and just put, Lord, an exclamation mark next to it in that you are doing something great. You are moving in their lives in a mighty way. And as they draw near to you, I thank you, Father, that you will draw near to them. You are a rewarder of those who diligently seek you, Lord. And I thank you today, Lord, for bringing answers, for bringing provision, for bringing, Lord, just fresh hope and vision over every heart. And we ask right now, God, that you would just cut off, Lord, any hopelessness, any grief, even of this season, Lord, where many, this is a time to rejoice, but for many, Lord, this is a season where many are grieving. And I just pray right now, Father, you would wrap your arms around them. Let them know that you are with them. Let them know that you are walking with them through the fire. And we thank you for it today, Jesus. In your name we pray, Lord. Amen. And I feel like, too, as you are praying, you know, the world has put on so many Christians this identity of Mm. you have to be um, in ministry for God to love you. Or you have to be doing this, this, or this in order for God to be pleased with you. And I think we get so caught up in this charismatic type of Mm. thing where it's like, well, if I'm not, if I'm not on this show, then God's not pleased with me. Or if, if I never get elevated to the place of this or that, then obviously I'm not doing what the Bible says, or I'm not loving Jesus enough. And I just want to break that over everyone listening because you you are called of the Lord for a specific purpose that only you can do. No one else can reach the people that you're going to reach. That's right. No one else uh, can talk like you to your family or your friends. No one else can open up their own heart and pour their love on Jesus out of your heart, but you. That's right. And Thank you, those are those things are what is so precious to God. And I think this this pulling away time of where we've been in this preparation, if anything, Jesus has been stripping all of these extra things that have been put on us. He's been stripping them away. Wow. Like that's not that's I never told you that my word never told you, you know, to to if unless you're in the fivefold, I'm not pleased with you. Wow. The the Bible never says that. So for for everyone who, you know, is watching this, because a lot of you on that watch this show, you know, you're called of the Lord, but it may not look like a traditional thing. But let me just tell you, God is breaking tradition with a sledgehammer yes, in this. Yes. Thank We've you, seen Lord. it since 2020, uh, 2020. We've seen God come in and disrupt and dismantle the the. Uh, wheel of the hamster wheel of yes. whatever your Christianity is supposed to look like this. Yes. And I love Jeff. I just want to honor Jeff for a minute because, you know, on this show, he has people come on here that are totally not traditional. Yeah. We're like <laughs> normal shows, you know, and, and, you know, me and Jeff know because we host shows and you've been on, you know, 
tons of stuff, Christina. You've been on 700 Club. You've been to Jim Baker. You've been on Sid Roth. I mean, you, you've you been on all these different shows. You know that it can, it can be like a hamster wheel where you kind of get on it and it's just, this is the way it works. But Jeff has come in and, you know, Jeff, you've disrupted what normal media ministry looks like. So good. So good. Had on people, you know, uh, many people who've taught now you have on Bible teachers, but then you also have people who came off like hardcore drugs and they just share the, the rawness of their testimony, which is really raw and hard to listen to. Yeah. But that's what Jesus does. That's who he is. Yes. I mean, that's your own testimony. Yes. Yeah. I was actually just thinking about, you know, when we think of Jesus, scripture says, and he shall be called, you know, wonderful counselor, prince of peace, and just goes through the names. And then it says Nazarene, like in comparison to all the other names, that wasn't really a good, that wasn't a really good name according in that culture. Mm -hmm. But yet the Lord, I just, it just so spoke to me. It was like, God, all of the things that he has done for us and the places that he's brought us. And there's a lot of people that are listening to this right now. God has brought you through some really dark stuff and some really dark seasons. You've come from, you know, maybe it wasn't drugs, maybe it wasn't, but you, you know what the dark night of the soul is and the Lord has delivered you from that place. Who has he been to you? I mean, you know, I've been meditating, you know, I've been meditating on that lately, Kelsey is like, this is even more so a time of the year where like, who has he been to us? What has he done for us? I just, I love, I love to reflect and think on everything that God has done because it just ignites that fire on the inside of like, this is who you are to me. Who are you to me right now? We know who he was in the past, but who are you to me right now? Who have you been to me? And I just feel like maybe some people that are listening, just taking that moment to just to go back into your history and look back and go, who has he been to me? And I was just thinking about that, like how the Lord, he's all these things, but he was a Nazarene. He came from a place that was like, who is this man? What good thing can come from Nazareth? Yes. Mm -hmm. the Lord himself. So maybe, you know, what good thing can come from the places that you've been in? Well, God takes beauty from ashes, from the darkest pits that we've been, that we've been pulled out of. And he loves to do that. He loves to take a, you know, somebody he could have, Jesus could have been born anywhere else, but he was born in Nazareth. And the Lord specifically chose, I believe, you know, just, he specifically chose that to show everybody that, hey, you know, he uses the least likely to confound the wise, the least likely places, and will use a person to be a pillar of his strength and a, a and bring him glory in the darkest places. Yeah, I love that about the Lord. And, it, you know, it's it's a unique path that God has for each of us. And yes. it's no matter where you are, if you're in a small little town with not a lot of people and you know you grew up in this small town and you know everyone and everyone knows you well what a powerful testimony that can be because think of like the woman at the well you know mm. how changed she was after seeing him you know she saw him and she was she was dumbfounded she was changed she ran in and told everybody think about the demoniac who was begging Jesus like 
please let me come with you. Let me come with you. And he said, no, go back to your hometown and show what God has done for you. And so we think so small that, well, God can't use me because of this limitation. And really the only limitations we have are the ones we put on ourselves because God's not not saying that to you. Thanks for listening. The Elijah Fire podcast is made possible by donations like yours. To become a partner, visit ElijahFire.com slash give. He's saying that no matter where you are, no matter mm. what level of influence you have, it's unto my glory. Yes. And Jesus doesn't look at stuff the way we do with our natural minds. And I know I've shared this with you before out of Rick Joyner's book, The Final Quest. It's this story so hit me and touched me so deep because he shares a story about how when he was in heaven, um, he saw this man with the Lord. And he said, you know how the Bible talks about there's difference in the shining of stars and the shining of the moon. And so the difference of the glory of God on us when we get uh, to heaven is going to be different. There's different in the shining of the stars. And so this man had all this um, glory, you know, nothing compared to Christ next to him, but still he was clothed with, with glory. And Rick said to Jesus, you know, who is this man? And Jesus said, he's my great evangelist. And Rick said, how many people did he get saved? Because automatically the natural human mind, we go to numbers, right? We go to works. And Jesus said, two. So this man had gotten two people saved. And Jesus Christ called him a great evangelist. Wow. And that... That did something to me when I read that, because uh, Mm -hmm. I really um, recommend that book, The Final Quest. It's an awesome book, especially if you're in ministry. It talks a lot about humility and uh, just being humble before the Lord and being a servant to others. And it's amazing because on earth we get this big picture of like God requires all this stuff from us. Yeah. And I think if anything in this next, in this next year, 2023, you're going to see a shutting away of, of certain things in the natural realm. You know, maybe you won't be able to do this or you won't be able to do this, but I'm telling you in the shut away times with God, that's where the fire comes and that's where the refining comes. And there's a blessing of the Lord. In everything Satan does, God turns it for the good of those who love him and are called according to his purpose. Yeah. And just like in 2020, many of you guys' testimony watching is, you know, 2020 was one of the best years with me and the Lord because I was shut yeah. away with him. You know, I was home. I was shut away. And I know um, we're not really getting into the notes, but I know you shared about the story of Joseph and how there was a there was a serious preparation in his life yeah and we kind of want to bypass that and just go i want to be like you know i want to be like Paul. whoever yeah yeah exactly <laughs> it's yeah. like we forget what the reality of what you walk through um with the lord in the refining process yeah yeah i really you know when you talked about what the world, these expectations, the world puts on people. It's, it's an invisible, it's this yoke that God doesn't put on us, but it's a yoke right. that the world, or even we put on ourselves of an expectation of 
God requires, you were talking about numbers and it's like, we may see, wow, they did this, or I did this. And it looks amazing in the natural, but it wasn't even, when we look at numbers, God looks at the heart. And if God is asking you to be a wife or be, you know, a husband or, and that is your ministry or Maybe, you know, you work at a local grocery store, you work, you know, to be a minister at your job and you're there planting seeds. If that's what the Lord has asked you to do and you're responding in obedience, then you've done everything that you need to do in this life. And that's obedience is greater than any number or any great exploit or any ministry or any business or whatever the world or in the natural, we look at it as, wow, that's great. If God isn't asking you to do it, there isn't an amount of things that you can do that will make it great in the, in the world to come. And so yes. living, living in light of eternity, living in light of God, I want to be obedient to what you're asking me to do today. And just yes. asking the Lord to even remove those invisible yokes, those yokes that came, maybe you put it on yourself. Maybe people put it on yourself. Maybe an organization put it on you of like, this is what we expect of you. And God isn't even asking that of you. And so you're carrying around all these weights that God, number one, he didn't put it there, but he's even, maybe he's asking you to just step into that place of faith and be free from that. So as you go into 2023, go ahead. As you, as you go into 2023, ask the Lord to release you from those weights. Go ahead, Kelsey. Mm -hmm. And I was going to say one way you can know that these invisible yokes are on you is there's always the outcome of a lot of stuff that's happening in your life is disappointment. Like you're never satisfied Mm. with even, even you're striving and you're doing, or I also want to say this, you, you talk like this a lot. um, And this is not a condemning word at all. This is just that the Lord wants to to take this from you. So you don't have to deal with this anymore. Set you free. Yes. Set you free is that you're always saying, well, God, nothing is working out for me. Mm. No doors are opening. Nothing, God, nothing is happening for me or my ministry or my life. Where are you? You know, you, Mm. you have that question in your mind a lot, like, God, where are you? Because nothing is happening like I think it should. Yeah. Wow. And th- that's those invisible yokes yeah. that God wants to break. So good. So good. Do you want to pray about that, Kelsey? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So you'll know if that's you because the Holy Spirit is, he is the best one to, to lay it on our hearts. And I've walked through this. I've done through this where I've been, I, I have to be honest, I felt before like disappointed with the Lord. Like, Lord, why, um, you know, you promised me this, or maybe a man or a woman promised me something and it never came to, it never came to fruition. And I, instead of, you know, I would kind of blame God and be disappointed. Like, God, am I not loving you enough? And like the first, the, the, always the natural carnal fleshly man wants to go and say, why am I not doing enough? Am I not loving you enough? Am I not studied enough? And that is so the enemy getting into your head because the blood of Christ has washed you clean. The word of God washes and renews your mind. The whole, it's the Holy Spirit's job in you to get you where you have to go. 
You just yeah. say yes. You just yield. But it's his it's his job to get you there. And God will get you there. And so if that's you um, right now, just put your hand over your heart. And we're just going to pray for you. And um, I know that those things are going to be lifted off of you because you don't want to go into this next time with uh, all those disappointments. So, Father, right now, come Holy Spirit. Yes. To each and every heart, God, you see before you. You see every person on this live stream right now and who's going to watch later who's been feeling this way, God. And this is why, Holy Spirit, you're bringing it up because you don't want your children to feel uh, the heaviness of the yoke of yeah. this earth, of the fleshly nature. God, that is not their portion. And so, Father, right now, I pray that by the power of your Holy Spirit, you would come with a chain-breaking anointing, with a lifting-off anointing, and God, you would begin to dismantle the lies that yes, they Lord. have to do all of these things or that somehow they will attain the goal of this big idea that the world has put on them. God, just remove that right now. Just begin to sweep that off of their mind, God, yes, and let the main achievement of their heart and mind be to know the precious lamb of God. Lord, right now, just whatever was on that platform in their heart, God, smash it now, remove it now. Whatever was there, whatever was placed above you, Lord, above your heart, your will for their life, God, I ask you right now, just remove that. Yes. And Father, I pray that you would place Jesus right now on that pedestal of their hearts. Yes, Lord. And that he would be seated on the throne of their heart. And Lord, I pray that you would give us all a grace to cast our crowns at the feet of Jesus over and over again. Yes, thank you, Lord. Lord, I pray you would give us all a grace to humbly bow before you and seek you with purity of heart. God, not that it would be about becoming someone or doing something mm -hmm. great, you, but God, that it would be about loving you and honoring you, you and bringing glory to you, that God, our lives would be laid down for you. Thank you, Lord. Lord, let all of the yokes break now. Let people be set free from that, God. Yes. Lord. And let them return to their first love. Thank you, Lord. Let them return to you, listening to your heartbeat, Jesus, because there was a time or there was a time where they would, like John, just lay on your chest. And that was truly yes. what mattered. It was your heartbeat. It was the oil of your Holy Spirit. Yes. Lord. It was reading your word, Lord, not for a sermon or a message, but Lord, reading your word to know you. Thank you, Lord. To see Thank Jesus, you. to be filled with him. Lord, bring us back to that place again. Thank you. Bring us back to that simple place, God, of the gospel. Lord, bring us back to restoration with our families and our friends, yes, God. Lord. Restore those relationships as we humble ourselves, God, in this time. Thank you. And let it be always about your son, God. 
And we thank you for it in Jesus' thank name. You, thank you, Lord. Amen. Amen. Mm. Wow. Just made me think about how the delays of life when the Lord allows for a lot of time to go by before we see him fulfill his promises. You know, you just you mentioned earlier with Joseph, like we look at him and we see him as a man who went through so much. You see people that go through, you know, so many things in this life and 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 oftentimes you'll hear, you'll think, wow, you know, you you've you sound a lot like Joseph. You sound a lot like what he went through. He's, you know, sold off into slavery, you know, left for dead. Then he's, you know, falsely accused. And then he's overlooked and just all these things that happen. Yes. To him. But then the whole thing is that this story comes to a place where there was restoration and there was God actually fulfilled his promises. He yes. fulfilled the word that he gave him as a young man. And I believe there's, there's, when you get to the little bit later on in the story, the scriptures say that Joseph remembered his dream. And I do believe that was the moment where he received the full revelation of that dream as a young boy. I don't think that he had the full revelation of it until that moment, even, even though he had the gift of interpreting dreams and mm -hmm. he had all it says, and Joseph remembered his dream. It was like the aha moment came of like, oh, God did it. He actually yes. he fulfilled his word to me. Oh, what joy comes when, when God fulfills a word. Because yes. Hope deferred, hope deferred makes the heart sick. But when that desire fulfilled comes, it's a tree of life. I believe that was his tree of life, tree of life moment. Where he yes. Was like, God, you did it. And so even though we see all these horrible things that happened to him, the reality of it is, is that that story ends on the note of God promoted him, God favored him, and he never left him. Anywhere that he was, God, he was like cream. He would rise to the top. His <laughs> favor of the Lord was on Joseph's life, no matter where yes. he was. How encouraging that is, that even though we may be in the pit, God will promote us in the pit. That even though we may be in a, a horrific situation or in a dark place, God still has his hand on us. His favor does not leave us. In fact, it surrounds us as a shield. That's what the book of Psalms tells us. What, what a powerful encouragement from the Lord that no matter where we are, no matter what we're facing, he's with us, he's favoring us, and he's going to see to it that he fulfills his promises to us. And maybe you're in that season right now where you're like, it's been taking so long. It really is a, a matter of just hanging on to him and hanging in there because God will do what he said he will do. And he will be exactly what he said that he would be to us. And that's always a comfort for me, Kelsey. It's like, God, you're going to, but then there's this other side of like, that no matter what happens, God, you're still God. And we yeah. see that with, with the Hebrew boys in the fire. It was like, one of the guys is like, well, hey, even if he doesn't show up, we won't bow down. We're not going right. to bow down to what is trying to get us to bow down in this moment. And for everybody, it's a different thing in, in, in different situations. But no matter what God does or doesn't do, he's still God. And he's still faithful. Yes. And he still will show himself strong to me, no matter what the outcome is. And think about, go ahead. No, you go ahead. 
I was going to say, think about if we actually, you know, I love to read the Bible and, and step into the Bible. And what I mean about that is like, you know, when we read the stories, I like to think, well, what if I was Joseph? Like, imagine what he felt like as his family is stripping him of something his father gave him that was really precious to him. And, you know, it meant a lot to him to have that. I mean, imagine being stripped and left and um, by all your brothers, you know, no one was there for you. No one stood up for you. Everyone, you know, just said, oh, just kill him. You know, and luckily one of his brothers like, no, just, you know, throw him in the pit or let's sell him. You know, we don't, we don't need to kill him. But I imagine thinking like how you know, you talked about the favor of God. And at that moment, there's no way Joseph was like, oh, I got the favor of God. Yeah. (laughs) But the truth is he did. Yes. Because God's hand never left him. But it didn't look like that as everyone was leaving him and selling him. And as he was sold as a slave, walking, probably carrying heavy things, um, you know, just... I I can't even imagine going from not knowing that lifestyle because some people were born into slavery, you know, and, but he wasn't. And so it was like, you were taken from this amazing life to being sold as a slave and then being thrown into prison. I mean, anyone who's ever been to jail now, I mean, the jail now is probably like (coughs) the palace yeah. You know? <laughs> know. Because these were dungeons. Dungeons. I mean, imagine what he was feeling. Yeah. And just that culminating. I noticed a couple of days ago as I was reading, I I noticed how through every through every instance it didn't provide like there there was a moment when when everything happened with his brothers like the agony of like what he experienced in that moment, it talks about Joseph weeping, but that's the first time, the first and only time throughout that entire story that it it specifically tells us that Joseph wept because with everything else, he remained strong here. He gets sold. We don't know. I mean, could there have been silent moments for him where he was, where he wept? Absolutely. But for some reason, the Lord highlights this moment of Joseph weeps because it was the culminating moment in the story where he is now experiencing this moment in his life where he sees redemption, but he's also experiencing pain. He's also experiencing the agony of this is like, this this was his brethren. This was his own family and all of that. And just like, a culminating moment of every emotion and God showing up in that moment for him. I believe that that is there to encourage us that that moment will come for us all. That moment comes for us all. And bitterness will tell you it will never come. Bitterness will tell you that, which is the voice of the enemy. Bitterness is always the voice of the enemy. But it'll tell you that it only happens to everybody else. It only ever happens to the favored ones of God. 
and that that moment will never come for you. But God has given us so many scriptures, but specifically this one, for us to hold on to that there will be a moment. You will have your, and I feel like this is a, a word for somebody, your culminating moment as Joseph had will come for you too. Help Elijah Fire continue to make an impact around the world. All donations go toward making Elijah Fire and the Elijah Fire podcast possible. Visit ElijahFire.com slash give and become a partner today. The moment where the promises and everything that you've had to walk through, there will be a moment where everything is going to change for you. But it comes from deciding at this moment, in the present moment, that you're going to believe God for that future moment still having the attitude that God, no matter what you do, you're still God, you're still faithful. But I believe because every promise in the word of God is unlocked by faith, everything. You name one promise in the word of God, the only way to enter in is by faith. So by faith right now, wherever you are, make it just holding out your hands and just saying, God, I trust you. I trust you. It doesn't look good. The diagnosis doesn't look good. The relationship, the marriage, the, the kids, this does not look good. But by faith, I am going to choose to trust you today that as Joseph had his breakthrough, I believe that you will bring my breakthrough and you will bring me into the promise of everything you spoke over my life, Lord. Yes. And Father, I just ask right now in the mighty name of Jesus that you would detach and that you would remove every lie from the enemy that that which you have spoken over their life, Lord, will come to that, that it would not come to pass, Lord. I pray that you would remove that lie. And I ask right now, God, that the truth of your faithfulness would be sown into their heart, that you will do what you said you will do. And you will be God all by yourself, God. That, Lord, by ourselves, we have nothing, we are nothing. But your word says, that with you, all things become possible. And so we ask for the impossibilities of this world, Lord, to be rendered null and void. And that, Lord, the possibilities with you, Jesus, would become so real to this person that it would just fill them. Lord, we ask for faith, faith that just moves mountains right now to fill them in the mighty name of Jesus. And we pray, Lord, that the dreams, that the visions, and the promise that you have given them concerning their life, concerning their health, concerning their marriages, their relationships, their children, God, their ministry, whatever it is, Lord, that your truth and your promise would come to the forefront and that they would begin to dream again. And Lord, we thank you, as Joseph said, does this interpretation not belong to the Lord? God, that is so powerful because, Lord, concerning dreams and concerning our lives and everything else in it, Lord, the interpretation belongs to you. It belongs to you, Father. So I pray right now, Lord, that you would, God, give them and reveal to them your interpretation of the season that they're living in right now. That, in fact, the opposition that they're facing is really, Lord, an opportunity for you to bless them. So I pray for grace to overcome every obstacle that Lord, that may, maybe this is just a season of testing, that you are the Lord who tests our hearts. And I thank you, God, that they're going to pass the test. 
and they're going to enter into the promise. And we ask you, Lord, that you would anoint them with your spirit, anoint them with fire and power and your glory. That no matter what they see, Lord, that they would trust in you today. In Jesus' name, amen. I keep seeing like, um, I don't know if you collect snowflakes, if you're listening to this, if you're uh, a collector of snowflakes, or maybe you have them uh, on your house or on your tree, like you really love to collect them. But I'm seeing this and I'm seeing the Lord linking it to this word. And you know how each snowflake is very unique. And they're all, I guess they say they're all different, right? Each one is, no two are the same. That's right. And so the reason you're collecting these snowflakes is because that's God speaking to you through that. You know, you are uniquely created as his. And there's a a scripture in um, Psalms. I printed it out because I really felt led to do that where it was in, I think it's Psalms, Psalm 105, um, 16 through 22. And it's talking about Joseph. And Mm -hmm. in verse 19, specifically, it says, until the time came to fulfill his dreams, the Lord tested Joseph's character. And there's something God's doing in you that is refining and testing your character. And God has made you unique and set apart unto him, unlike anyone else. And it's like the uniqueness of a snowflake. Um, You're like the uniqueness of a snowflake to the Lord. And there's a time right now that you're walking through and it's, it's a real character test, but God's there with you. And maybe you feel like there's been, you know, people who've forgotten you and we're supposed to maybe go and tell someone else about maybe your book or your writings or uh, whatever it may be. And the, the Lord is saying that, you know, in this time, if you would learn to trust in only me, yeah. don't, don't do it yourself. Don't try to rely on someone else, but rely on me and let that little snowflake that you see be the reminder of God's love over your life and that you're not forsaken. God will not leave you or forsake you. That's right. That's right. And so, Father, right now, I just pray. I, I feel like it's a, a woman. So, so Lord, I just pray um, for this precious daughter. That, Lord, she is uh, so unique and special to you. And, God, I just pray that she would come to the understanding that you're doing something deep inside of her that can only be done through a process. Thank you, Lord. It doesn't come any other way. It cannot come any other way. It comes through the process. So, Lord, I pray right now for the grace on her life. I pray that um, this word encourages her, that every time uh, she looks and sees a snowflake, God, that she remembers that she's not forsaken. Thank you, Lord. And there is promotion after this. There is promotion after the fire, after the testing, after the trial. 
And so, Lord, we thank you for that promotion. We thank you for those open doors over her life, God, in your perfect timing. Yes, Lord. God, give her grace to keep trusting you and keep leaning into you and only thank you, God. Father. In Jesus' mighty name. Thank you, Father. Amen. Thank you, Lord. You know, as you were sharing, Kelsey, um, I just got this sense, you know, when you talked about the testing, everything that the Lord does is from a place of love in his heart for us. Yeah. So he doesn't expand he doesn't expand influence or ter territory until we pass those te those tests. Not like a he's keeping score. It's a I want you to be ready for what I'm bringing in your life and if you can't pass this, right. you cannot enter into what I have for you. So I need you to walk yes. with me. Yes. And as you walk with me, I'm going to, cause here's the thing. The Lord gives you all the answers while you're doing the test, all the answers. Yes. It's in his word. He has given yes. every answer to every test in his word. And so he wants us to pass the test. He wants us to get every answer, but we have to be seeking him. And so as you were talking about the testing of Joseph, it reminded me of that. It's like, God only tests us, not necessarily to, well, you know, sometimes we think, well, God needs to see what's in my heart. God already knows what's in your heart. <laughs> yes. A lot of the times it's you seeing what's in your own heart. Yeah, and there you go. The determination of the readiness of your heart and in your life. You're really ready for everything that God has for you. He wants you to enter into that. But maybe yeah. somebody needs to hear that is God wants you to enter in. And maybe I've felt like this before. It's like you, you feel like there's this hand on your forehead and you're like, I can't move forward. And you're busy rebuking the devil. And really, that's God's hand. That's yeah. God's hand saying, yeah. you're not ready for it. I would not put our son in a vehicle when he was three years old. There's no way. But he's getting to the age now where it's time to get ready to start driving. Mm -hmm. And he he's also, you know, I see I'm like, yeah, he's, he's probably going to be a good driver because he's, I can see his readiness. So it's like, okay, we're going to move into this. The father is the same way. Yes. And so I want to encourage those of you, maybe you felt, maybe you feel that hand on your forehead and maybe it's not the devil. Maybe it's the Lord protecting you from something that he's preparing you for in this season. And there's a timing on it. Yes. There's a readiness for it. And he is the one that determines that. So it's just coming to this place of God. You are the one who determines if my heart is ready for this or not. And if I am ready, yes. Lord, open the doors. That's where yes. you can trust for those of you that are listening, just getting into the, the promotion part. You don't need to self-promote. You don't need to put yourself out there. You, need to, you, need, you don't need to do any of that. The Lord is so good at that. And when he yes. wants to open that door for you, let him open the door. Because when he opens the door, nobody's going to close that door on the Lord. That's right. And, and what's so beautiful about that is that when God opens the door, you don't have to be the one keeping it open in your own strength. When God yes. opens the door, he keeps it open for you. And then when he closes it, you're like, well, Lord, you've closed the door. So what's next? Or what do you have for me, Lord? So yes. if doors are not opening for you right now, and, and you just like Kelsey shared earlier, if you're finding yourself in a place of not understanding God, why? I want to encourage you to just take a step back and just with your mouth, just open up your mouth and say, God, I trust you. I trust you in the season that I'm in. Open doors, praise God. Close doors, praise God. And I trust you, Lord, that when I'm ready or when you want this door to open, that you're going to open the door. And if it yes. doesn't, 
Lord, I will not bow down to discouragement and everything else that this world tries to put on us when we don't do things according to the, to the wavelength of the world. God, I trust you. And in the meantime, while you're waiting, feast with the Lord, like sit at the table with Jesus and take the opportunity instead of being like, oh, I'm sick and tired of waiting. Take the time to sit at the table with the Lord. He wants to take you out to dinner. Yes. And he wants to take you to a, a place where it's just you and him. And he wants to sit at the table and he wants to sup with you. And he wants to talk to you. And he wants you to talk to him. And he wants to share his heart with you. And if you're too busy, just like in the natural, it's hard to make dinner plans when you have a full-time schedule. It's hard to to find time to make dinner plans. So in the time of waiting, I want to encourage you that you'll look back at that time and be like, that was the the greatest time. What What was I doing trying to rush through the time of the waiting? Because the time of the waiting sometimes is sometimes is the most intimate. Yeah. And a lot of people are like, oh, I don't like the wilderness. I love the wilderness. Yeah. Like <laughs> I mean, we talk about this all the time. Like, put me in a cave, roll the stone. Like <laughs> I, I'm in there. Like, I mean, I, I remember, you know, that was the Lord's vision for me for torch carriers, was I saw this vision of walking into this dark cave with this lit Mm. torch but i was going into the cave with the torch because you don't need a torch out in the day you know you need a torch when you're going into those those deep places and so i believe the lord's calling us all to do that you know carry his light but also carry the light into the cave of your heart yeah. Don't don't just wear a don't be an actor wearing a mask where you go out and carry the light in the parade for everyone to see, but carry the light also to the Lord. Yeah. Yeah. And it's the most some sometimes it's the most beautiful time ever if you embrace it and just just sit with him and just be with him and listen to his heart and get to know him in his word. Start to study his word. If you feel like, man, God, I've been in this season forever. Well, you haven't been in the season long enough to study his word and know everything about it because there's no way, even when we die, if even theologians, even people who've given their life devoted to studying the scriptures still haven't even touched the surface of the awesomeness and the, the omnipresence of God and the omniscience of God. I mean, we haven't even scratched the surface and getting to know the fullness of him. So just, we want to encourage you, me and Christina both love the wilderness and we we want to encourage you like just sit at the table with him just sup with him just talk to him and love him and everything comes from that place and he'll lay the message in your heart and he'll lay he'll lay everything uh in your heart of what you're to do in the season you're called to do i mean we can share our experiences but it's not even it's not going to come close to maybe what the holy spirit's whispering to you and also, you know? Kelsey, if he's not enough for you in the wilderness season, I really want to just drive this drive this home for anybody that, that needs this encouragement. If he's not enough for you in the waiting, he's not going to be enough 
when you get whatever you think you want. Because when you get that next shiny thing or that, oh, I'm waiting on my season, I'm waiting on my breakthrough. And then you know what the breakthrough comes? And then you want something else. Mm -hmm. And then the breakthrough comes and then you're on to the next breakthrough. He has to be enough right now. He has to be enough Mm -hmm. in the wilderness. He has to be enough in this cave, this dark night of the soul. He has to be enough here where you are satisfied. Because the moment you get out of that and you get into that thing that you think you were just waiting all your life for, it will never be enough. Because if he's not enough, nothing will ever be enough. I don't care how much breakthrough you get in your life or how many shiny things are handed to you in this life. He has to be enough right now. And if he's not, we need to sit a little while longer until he becomes enough. And if you're not satisfied with him, like the satisfaction of your heart, like you're saying, if you're not fully satisfied just sitting with him. You're never going to be satisfied standing on that stage or doing this thing. I mean, because the satisfaction comes with being one with Christ. Yes. You know, him and the father are one and you are one with us and we are one with each other. Yeah. And there's so much in that, but the satisfaction of abiding in Christ is, is, so satisfying to our soul and our spirit. He is, he is the treasure. He is the reward. He is the hope. He, he is everything to us. And then when that stuff does come, it's, you're still the same. You don't really change. You just, you're still the same because that doesn't, um, pull you like the world has no pull on you. There's no hooks of the world in you. Because the only hook in you is Christ. That's right. That's right. And once you've tasted the real thing, him, anything that tries to mimic Jesus, his presence, nothing, you've already tasted the real thing. You Nothing will ever be able to mimic him. It could come, but it, right. it, when you've really been with the Lord and you've really tasted and seen the goodness of the Lord, Anything that's fake or counterfeit, you're going to know right away. That's why you have these people in Hollywood. They have everything according to the world. They have money. They have power. They have influence. They have everything. Anything they want, they snap their fingers and it's there. Why are all these people committing suicide, losing everything that they have, ending up in the worst of places? Because that is an example to us. That no matter how many riches you have in this world, the true riches are found in Jesus and Jesus alone. And I don't care how much influence or money you have. If you don't have Jesus, you're totally bankrupt. And there have been people, we see that every single day, even more so every day now. We just see this, this emptiness in people's souls. And the answer to that is a relationship with Jesus. Amen. Well, would you lead, just lead now for maybe those who feel like, man, this message is really tearing at my heart. You know, um, I want to come back to the Lord like this and I want to rededicate my heart to the Lord again. Would you just lead them through a prayer of rededicating their heart again to Jesus? Yeah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Yeah. Father, we thank you for the cross. We thank you that on that cross, you displayed to us 
a love that we've never known and will never know, but yours, Lord. Then in Jesus, we have everything that we will ever need. We thank you that the veil was torn. And Lord, we can just come to you and come before the throne of grace today. And Lord, right now, we just bring every person, God, every heart that has maybe felt far away and distanced from you. God, maybe they've walked with you before and just the cares of this world. And Lord, all of the hooks of this life just pulled at them in every different direction. But today, Lord, we just pray that this would be a marking moment in their life. That God, you are standing there with your arms wide open, ready to receive your children. And God, you are not pointing at them with your finger, telling them everything that they aren't and judging them and looking at them with eyes of condemnation. But I thank you today, Father, that the eyes of love are piercing yes. their hearts and piercing the depths of their soul, Lord. Yes. That God, it is your kindness that leads us to repentance. It is your goodness, God, that brings us to this place where we just say, God, here we are. Here we are. So Lord, I just pray for, Lord, a grace to drop every, I see suitcases just falling to the ground right now. Weights, baggage from the last season. God, I just pray for a grace to just lay them down at the foot of the cross right now. And Lord, just this coming back to the first love, you, Jesus, where all that matters is your face, where all that matters is your heart, where all that matters is you, Jesus. And everything else that this world has to offer, Lord, we know that it's, it's but a vapor. But at the end of this life, Lord, all that will matter is a relationship with you. So I pray right now, Lord, for every heart that has been far away. I pray right now, Lord, for just a recommitment. Yes. Lord, that you would give your people dove's eyes for you, tunnel vision for you, Jesus. That their hearts would be set on fire. That their hearts, Lord, would be knit together with yours. And that, God, their greatest days are not behind them, but that they are in front of them. That they would let go of those things that are behind them and take hold of everything that you've set before them. We ask you for that today, Jesus. Lord, I pray right now that you would, Lord, just burn away everything that is not of you. And Lord, we just pray for your all-consuming fire, your presence right now, to engulf them in the mighty name of Jesus. We pray that the fire of their first love, maybe they experienced that years and years ago where they were on fire for you. Lord, they were uh, just carrying that torch and something happened. God, today we say it doesn't matter whatever happened. What matters is right now. And we ask right now for your presence to overtake them. Consume them, God. And we ask, Lord, that anything that has been holding them back, we ask that you would loose them now in the mighty name of Jesus. We rebuke every force of darkness. 
that is veiling their eyes right now, keeping them from seeing. I ask right now that you would remove the fog and that you would, God, give them vision and clarity. And God, every ungodly yoke, we ask you to remove it today in Jesus' name. And we ask that they would spring forth into new life. We thank you today for your mercy. We thank you for your love. We thank you for your, Lord, your kindness that leads us to this place of repentance. And I thank you, Father, for everything that is in the days ahead for this person, Lord. We give you all the glory in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Christina, we're, we could go for a long time, but we have Yeah, an extravaganza. Marathon. <laughs> A 10 part series. <laughs> so we have to, I know you guys are like, no, because the presence of God is, is really um, just so beautiful right now. I just, I mean, I could turn this off and sit and pray in tongues and just Me too. love on the Lord. It's, it's such a sweet presence, um, but we have to, we have to stop. So <laughs> how can people uh, follow you and tell them about your awesome book? Yeah, I'm on, on Facebook under my name, Christina Baker. Uh, TikTok is Christina.Baker and Instagram, it's Christina Baker. And uh, I wrote a book earlier this year called Hope in 60 Seconds, Encountering the God of the Impossible, which is uh, my story, uh, testimony of coming to the Lord and just different different teachings and nuggets the Lord gave me along the way. Looking as a believer now, looking back on my life of it was always there. So, so yeah. So people can get that at Amazon, right? Or yeah. Christina Baker. Anywhere books are sold. Yeah. Anywhere. Okay. Anywhere so books you, are sold, they have it. If you guys want to know just all about all she's walked through in her testimony, the, the powerful stories that, I mean, she shares will really touch your heart. So I encourage you to get that book. Anywhere books are sold, you could pick one up. And um, we love you guys so much. Thanks for joining us on this special episode today. And um, we will see you tomorrow. Let me see if Jeff wrote in the chat. Hold on, I'm checking who's on tomorrow. Uh, Jeff, can you share? <laughs> I don't think I asked you that question before we got on, Jeff. Who, who's tomorrow? Okay, okay, tomorrow's episode is Christmas part one with Krista Elijah. So you guys don't wanna miss that. Um, Jeff will be with her tomorrow. Do the question, um, questions, Christmas questions. The, you want me to do, we don't have time, do we? I mean, we do. Yeah, let's do it. Okay, well, okay. Let me play the intro. Let me play the intro. Here we go. Uh okay, Christina, you don't know these questions, do you? I know. <laughs> okay, so we're going to go quick, quick on these questions. So you're walking down the street. You're feeling great. What Christmas song would be your background music? uh da 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 how does that song go i'm yes. dreaming of a why i think it's something bing or something but it's uh white yes. christmas yeah okay, okay that's an awesome one okay what is <laughs> bing crosby okay yeah bing crosby there you go what is a cherished family tradition um from childhood adulthood or both so my husband, Ryan, reads uh, The Night Before Christmas every Christmas Eve. So we've been doing that since Evan was 
since Evan was young and we've had the same book. So we just, we have it set out where we read the night before Christmas. Cause Aww. I did that as a, as a kid and, you know, it's just cool to pass those traditions on, you know? And for all of you who don't know, Christina's husband, Ryan is the oh uh, Christmas, Christmas lights pro. <laughs> they, okay, an... guys, they love Christmas. Let me just, let me just share that. These, the bakers love themselves some holidays. Okay. <laughs> So I'll just say this, Kelsey, you know this, he has an inflatable, it's kind of embarrassing, but an inflatable um, Clark Griswold that he puts in the passenger seat of the car. Okay. <laughs> Why? So Evan and I, you know, we're like, we're not riding in his car. He has, anyway, I'll take a picture and send it to you guys. It's just ridiculous. So yes, Ryan oh is my a, gosh, a modern day is... Clark Griswold. That's hilarious. Guys, it's, it's true. He, he loves Christmas. Okay. Um, what is the best Christmas gift you've ever received? That's a hard one. It is a hard one. You know, um, our son was, you know, Evan was born on December 20th. And so he was supposed to be born on Christmas. Oh. And I... I was like, I don't want him to be born on Christmas because I wanted him to come before, but he was like a Christmas president. So I, it, my son, my son came on, you know, right before Christmas. Oh, that is the best present. He's no. the best boy. He's a sweet boy, you guys. Is. What is the best Christmas gift you've given? Mm. That's a hard one too. That is. Well, you and Ryan are amazing Christmas gift givers. Okay. Uh, let me just say, Kelsey and Ryan love to give gifts, okay? Every day is Christmas for them. <laughs> but let's see, on that I've given. Okay, so we're, you know, we love Star Wars. So Evan mm -hmm. got, last year, he got a Millennium Falcon Lego. So we usually do a big Lego every year and then, so he got a Millennium Falcon. I think that's one. And then this year he's going to get an ATAT. -AT. So I think, you know, it's kind of. How many so pieces is that? It takes him a about lot. a week to build. Yeah, it takes wow. about a week to build. And um, I mean, I want to say Jeff would probably know. I mean, it was probably like 10,000 pieces, something like that. Yeah, so that's incredible. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, he, he, I bet he's going to love that. He's oh going to be gosh. so excited. <laughs> yeah. Okay, you wake up and realize that you're in a Christmas movie. What movie would it be and why? Home Alone. I love Home Alone. I always you wanted want to be the there robbers when... in your house. <laughs> yeah, I always wanted when I was when I was a kid, I was like, oh man, I want to be I wanted like this is kind of how I was. I wanted to like be shooting them with the BB gun, you know? So it's a little She's a little yeah, feisty. Definitely Home Alone. <laughs> Just a little bit. <laughs> Okay. Um, the last one, what's, what's your uh, favorite Christmas memory? Hmm. Christmas memory. It's probably, probably always waking up on Christmas day and just like, you know, there's a lot of things that my mom would do for us. And, you know, we, you know, we didn't, know the lord or anything so of course that you know christmas all you know about christmas is santa you know but there were some yeah. really 
just special memories. My mom would do things like, which again, like for a kid, she would set up, she would act like reindeers came into the house. And so there would be chairs everywhere and grass and dirt. And it was like, oh my gosh. And it would just be this whole thing that she did. Like the table would be turned upside down. It was just so much wonder as a kid of like, oh my gosh, there were reindeers in our house. So I think those Aww. are some really good early memories. That's so sweet. And any mom knows that like, you're not bringing grass and dirt in your house for just anyone. <laughs> You'll do it for your kids though. <laughs> to see the smile on their face. Oh, yeah. Um, so true. Okay, so there we did the questions. So <laughs> Jeff, Jeff's like, do the questions. So we love you guys so so much. Merry yes. Christmas. We pray Merry a Christmas. blessing over you and your family. Um, and let Jesus be known and seen during the season and uh, let his name be lifted high. And so we thank you, Jesus, for Christmas. Mm -hmm. We thank you that you were born into this world to take away the sins of the world. God, yes, what a Lord. gift you've given us and continue to give the world every day. Thank so we you, pray Father. your son would be known this Christmas in all of our hearts and all of our families in Jesus' name. Love you guys so much. Mm -hmm. We'll see you next time. This has been Elijah Fire. Thanks for listening. For more episodes like this, you can check out the Elijah Fire podcast on ElijahFire.com, on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can watch us live every weekday at 2 p.m. Pacific time on YouTube, Rumble, Twitch, and Facebook. Elijah Fire is presented by Elijah Streams and is part of Elijah List Ministries. Go to ElijahFire.com slash give for more info on how you can donate today.